Good morning, my fellow Mouthers. Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I hope you are here, able to join me live. And if you're working in an office place to show off your support of the Run Your Mouth podcast, can you just yell at someone? Just yell at someone in your office. Just yell out a great big holler of, like you're a truck or something. And then maybe someone else does in your office. And then you realize, oh my God, that's another Run Your Mouth fan. And then maybe it's a dude and you never even realized you were into dudes, but you guys lock eyes. You both connect over the fact that you're listeners to the Run Your Mouth podcast. And then you go on and you start butt fucking every day in the janitor's closet. You finally free your soul from the impending doom of always knowing that you were gay, but never acting on those feelings. I'd like to do that for a fan today. Whoever uh, sends me a video on Twitter, of it's like the penis game but you just make a trucker noise in the middle of your office like especially if like you're just straight up in a cubicle standing in the middle of a starbucks uh we'll have a grand prize package i haven't spoken to my sponsors but i'll pledge their money we'll get uh, uh we'll get you some sheath underwear uh filled with kratom so that you can just reach into the pouch that's supposed to be for your penis and just pull up some kratom powder and throw it right in your face and then you put on the kratoms i mean you put on the underwear and you're just ready to face life all right, how's that for a promotion? Show brought to you by YoKratom.com, home of the $6 kilo and sheath. And uh, tweet me the best video of someone yelling for absolutely no reason. All right, that's enough of this nonsense. Let's get into some news. What do we got? First off the bat is a groggy Senate approves making daylight savings time permanent. So uh, firstly, I'm going to be honest. I don't even really understand the way daylight savings times work. I'm almost, I'm almost annoyed that they're going to make this change because I've got clocks in my house that are an hour wrong. And now six months from now, they won't be correct. Like, I, I don't know how to change clocks. Anyone else never change clocks? You just figure out at some point that that clock's an hour ahead and then you just remember. Uh, I think every single year I've messed up uh, daylight savings times. It was particularly funny in high school. Uh, cause that was the one time where I had to like show up to place in the morning. I never get it right. It's always funny when you show up an hour early at one point of the year and an hour late at some other point in the year, it was fun. It was like a good prank to see who else in your life is just retarded, but functionally retarded. Uh, so the Senate has approved getting rid of daylight savings time. Of course, it's the, uh, Democrats said, but you know, don't ask us to save on anything else. That's the end of it. Of course, Bernie Sanders going, we need to spend tomorrow's time to save the planet today. We got to spend that time. If we don't spend that, there won't even be a planet for people to enjoy the time. And now the White House apparently has not said whether Biden supports it. And what they mean by that is that the White House Commission for Presidential Napping hasn't figured out whether or not Biden's dementia schedule can figure out uh, a change in an hour in the afternoon. Uh, they asked Biden, of course, you're saying, what? Man, you're going to change. You're going to change the time. It's going to be sooner. What do you mean later? How's that going to work? And then this is what's so great about this story. Even though it's nonsense, even though it's irrelevant, they still pull out all the stops. They still get their marketing teams. They still figure out how to dress this up, make it seem as intense as possible. The Senate approved the measure. This is from Reuters called the Sunshine Protection Act. Isn't that incredible? They can't just call it, hey, you don't have to wake the fuck up or you get to sleep later. There's going to be the Sunshine Protection Act. The sun wasn't going to make it. Congress stepped in. They got their best scientists together. And now thanks to the fact that we're going to be waking up either an hour earlier or later, as I said, I don't even know what the change is going to be. The sun will be protected. I, I don't know. And if you guys are protecting the sun, is that going to be more global warming? I mean, the world's getting hot because we can't stop with these fossil fuels. And now you're going to protect the sun? Whose side are you taking here? Are you suddenly on side global warming? You trying to make the planet hotter on us? 
Uh, here were some other uh, incredible remarks from people trying to sell us on this need to change our clocks. Uh, so this was Beth Malo. This is from Reuters once again. She's the director of the Vanderbilt Sleep Division. She argued that daylight savings times makes it harder to be alert in the morning, saying it's like living in the wrong time zone for almost eight months of the year. Uh, and isn't it incredible how you can just find an expert on anything? If there's any change that you got to make in government, you can find some health expert that's going to tell you why uh, people are dying. It's like if you wanted to outlaw, I, I don't know, watches, you'd find some wrist expert. And he's like, the, the little bit of weight on people's wrists, they're throwing them off balance. And I know that people just think it's only a wristwatch, but you're, you're walking a little bit off balance. And that's why people are eating more food and everyone's getting fat. So if we're going to get the weight situation under control in this country, we got to get rid of wristwatches. It's throwing people off balance. You can find an expert on anything. They managed to find a sleep expert here who's willing to come in and make the claims that the one hour difference is like living in the wrong time zone for six and it doesn't correct at no point. And then when it changes, it's not like you're so for the entire, for the entire six months, your body's out of whack because you're living in the wrong time zone. I think this was stated in Congress. The other person who was trying to sell this thing was Marco Rubio, who said there's strong science behind it that is now showing and making people aware of the harm that clock switching has. There's an increase in heart attacks car accidents, and pedestrian accidents. And we all know how when they say listen to the scientists, we, we they, they probably got the COVID team on this. The people that were making up COVID all year, they're the same people that are able to make it seem like there's an increase in the heart attacks, car accidents, and pedestrian accidents. Is that I mean, how much longer were you going to live if changing the clock an hour is giving you a heart attack? Wait, if that's got to be like a morning thing where I guess like you're really used to sleeping to 8 a.m. and then your alarm clock goes off when it's 7 a.m., and you're just some old dude and you're like, it's the wrong time and you just croak. <laughs> what strong science exists letting us know that us changing and not, or maybe it's because of idiots like me at some point, like you actually have real responsibilities in life. And when you have confront showing up to a place, either an hour early or an hour late, uh, maybe just right on the stop or people are having accidents because they realize that they're an hour late for work. Maybe there is strong science. Maybe there are other dumbasses like me. They get the time switching wrong every single year, and they actually live lives with serious responsibilities, so they get themselves into car accidents. It could be. And then, of course, you know, people, they come in and they combat this. They go, all right, you know, you're trying to say that this is going to save lives, that everyone waking up an hour earlier in the morning is going to make all the difference. Well, sleep experts say Senate has it wrong. Standard time. And even that, isn't it great how everyone's got propaganda that there's some other time that's considered standard time? I didn't even know that. So we're, now we're competing standard time against save the sun time. So standard time, not daylight saving, should be permanent. Let's read a little bit of this article. It's a different team of experts. After Senate voted unanimously with little discussion Tuesday to make daylight savings time permanent, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Where, were that, where was that other slut from? This is the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Which team of experts are you going to pick here? issued a statement cautioning that the move overlooks potential health risks associated with that time system. The legislation, which would take effect next year, must get through the House and be signed by President Biden to become law. We do applaud stopping the switching during the course of the year and settling on a permanent time, said Jocelyn Chang, a member of the AASM's Public Safety Committee. But she had, how much does that lady get paid 
uh, to come to the conclusion that we should have one permanent time. All this switching, it's chaos. Once a year, making a switch to the clocks, we can't handle it. But she added, standard time for so many scientific and Kirkadian rationales and public health safety reasons should really be what the permanent time is set to. Doesn't it almost seem like there's two different crews of demons that seem to want to orchestrate the world under one and like they've got their different teams of scientists. All right, let's continue. The AASM made this stance clear in 2020 when it released a position statement recommending that the country institute year-round standard time. Its reasoning in part is that standard time is more closely associated with humans' intrinsic Carcadian rhythm. All right, it's enough of that. Let the conspiracy theories begin. Let, 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 let people start pondering what's your best conspiracy theory for why all of a sudden, after all these years, they're going to get rid of daylight savings time. I can't wait to see Alex Jones when he's out there and he goes, the demons, they need more nighttime hours. If they're going to rape the kids, you can't do that during the day. I don't know that Alex Jones sounds like that. You get your school mom, my, my kid, he was doing so well in school. And then, and then they changed the clocks and, and now he's failing all of his classes or you get all Sharpton and he's out there. And uh, he's all like, they're doing this to help to help the white man. They know a black man can't wake up in the morning. That's not a joke you should make. What's your best conspiracy theory? Why are they suddenly convinced that we got to change the clocks? Here we go. Uh, sorry, man, I'm working from car from home or in the car. Random yelling just won't be that exciting. All right. Daylight savings causes COVID. There you go. <laughs> Came through in the clutch. All right. Um. Anything more on this topic? I don't believe so. Oh, yeah, the opposition. So it's always fun to see what groups are going to oppose a measure. And so the one group that stepped up to oppose this message is the National Association of Convenience Stores opposes the change, telling Congress this month we should not have kids going to school in the dark. I didn't realize that bodegas had a commission. I didn't realize they had a lobby group. Uh, that's got to be the funnest meetings is just all these corner store owners and uh, are the convenience stores really worried about what time kids are, if they're going to school in the dark? How does this affect the Red Bull and cigarette sales? What are these people up to that they're going to be the only ones? You know, what? here's how you really protest this. Just just do life on your own schedule. Don't have a boss. Just figure out to live a life where you want to wake up when you wake up. You show up to places when you want to show up. And then, you know, you start realizing time's just a construct. Don't let the government to tell you what time morning is. Who, who gets to decide when 9 a.m. is 9 a.m.? I decide when 9 a.m. is 9 a.m. All right, moving on. Let's quickly plug a couple gigs. First and foremost, um, I will be next weekend. It's not this weekend. Uh, like I said, I have a problem with the concept of time. <laughs> and so I mess up dates. That's why uh, you got to go verify these things on your own. When I'm on large shows, letting everyone know where I'm going to be somewhere that weekend, don't trust what I'm saying. Go put in the effort. Find the link on your own. Do your own research. Just assume I'm wrong on everything. You listen to this to go, that was an interesting idea. And then you got to go validate it and find out I was wrong on everything, including the dates of where I will be performing. Uh, so next weekend on the 25th and 26th, I will be at Steamboat. There is nothing more fun than skiing and then catching some stand-up comedy. I'll be on the mountain. If you hit me up, I'll probably I'll probably do some, uh, some trails with you. Uh, and then April 11th, I'll be opening up for the SOA Forum after I'm graduating from Gene's living room. I get to I get to hit the big stage. Also, I think I'm going to have Gene Epstein's on the on this weekend. I got to talk to him on the phone the other day, and I got to ask him some questions on recent things going on in economics. And then we started having a long conversation, and I was learning all sorts of shit. And we realized, man, we might as well just be podcasting so that other people could be enjoying all this information. So hopefully this weekend, and then also next week, I'm going to have Keith Weiner back on the show. 
I have been talking about the potential risk to the U.S. dollar in the war with Ukraine. I think, and I'm willing to admit it, I probably had that story very wrong. Uh, the dollar might be a lot stronger than I otherwise thought it was. I read some interesting articles from Keith, so we're going to discuss that. Gene was also telling me that uh, that this whole thing about the current situation in Ukraine affecting oil prices, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of malarkey. That's what he was saying. He goes, that's not true. It all goes into one big old bath, but we're going to have him on so he can learn some of that stuff. And then uh, other thing I'll plug is I got to do Anthony Cumia's show the other day, and my God, was that an absolute thrill to do. I, I was the biggest fan of Opie and Anthony. I used to drive into high school every morning and listen to that. It was very cool to sit down and uh, podcast with him. Uh, if you're not subscribed to that network, go check it out because it was uh, it was a really big thrill to do. All right, back into the news. Uh, there was This was from the New York Post. Russian McDonald's fan chains himself to eatery in attempt to prevent closing. And uh, here is the, uh, the, the fellow himself. I mean, if you've ever seen an obstacle, this is like being a human roadblock. You know, they're trying to find like equipment for Ukraine. This guy could go fight the war for the Ukrainians. He could stand on a road. The tanks are not going through. Uh, he basically looks like the fatter version of the kid in Pawn Stars. And you got to respect how committed this guy is to eating McDonald's. He's like, I've been here every day of my life. You're not going to leave me now. And I just thought, wouldn't this be the greatest downfall in human history is if actually the reason why people protested and overthrew Vladimir Putin was because they were going through withdrawal symptoms from McDonald's. All, all of a sudden, these people, they're addicted to American corn syrup and they lose their shipment supplies of Coca-Cola. They lose their shipment supplies of Mickey D's. And like in those three or four days, it just turns into like a zombie outbreak where people just can't fucking take it. It may also be, probably just be a fun, you guys want to become uh, like uh, McDonald's smugglers? That's got to be a fun job, just smuggle McDonald's into Russia. It's probably the least cool thing to be uh, to be smuggling into a country. All right, let's look at some of the other latest news out of what's going on in the Ukraines. So Zelensky, this is from Week Magazine, headline Zelensky says, Mr. Slinky Man, <laughs> He understands Ukraine likely won't join NATO anytime soon. And now I present to you my thoughts on how Putin might actually win here. And I could be wrong. Have I researched this? No, but I think this is what's going on. I don't think Putin's trying to take over the entire country. I don't think he wants to do that. I think what he'd like to do is get his assurance that the uh, Ukraine will never join NATO. He doesn't want to have concerns about uh, NATO in Ukraine. He doesn't want to have any missiles on his border. He wants a neutral Ukraine. I think at this point, he also wants to take, I believe it's Eastern Ukraine, those areas that have been, uh, let's use, let's call them somewhat contested, or at least the locals might somewhat like Putin. And so I think Putin's win here is if he gets to keep a little bit of Eastern Ukraine and he gets the commitments that, you know, uh, Ukraine's never going to join NATO. And everyone just kind of goes, all right, maybe he gets a small slap on the wrist. He gets some economic sanctions. Uh, but here's the kicker. Maybe there's so many crucial metals in the areas that Putin seizes that it's actually worth it for him. That like he, the, there's actually a gamble here of look at the resources. Because I remember reading in Crimea that Crimea was more about the natural gas or the oil that existed in that ocean. And so Putin made himself quite a bit of money in the natural resources that he seized when he had taken Crimea. 
I wonder here because you got to realize it doesn't even need to work for Russia. It could just be that he knows that whatever products are there, he's got a better deal with the oligarch who's going to be able to go mine those minerals, that it's going to be more profitable for him. So I believe perhaps what Putin's been doing is he's in the country. He doesn't want to take over the entire country. He just wants to make it clear that he can win. He wants to make it as miserable for the people there as possible, which is all terrible. But then again, it's the exact same thing that we're, it's all like on a scale. It's what the U.S. is doing with its sanctions on the Russians, making it that these people that had a lifelong commitment to eating McDonald's aren't going to get their McDonald's. Doesn't that hurt McDonald's also? When you got customers that have been this devoted and then all of a sudden they find the, the Russian burger shack and then they realize, I never even liked that McDonald's. You think you're ever going to get that guy? Or maybe McDonald's is just that good. Maybe if you were if you're living that lifestyle where you're committed to three meals a day, just going the Mickey D route, that's it. No one no one's gonna poach that business. Although I contest it. I I'm not a I'm not a big Mickey D's fan, but I, I'll stand up for the little the little delis and the little shops. And I'll just tell you, you go to your pizza place, you get a sandwich. When was the last time I even talked about sandwiches on these shows? For the same amount of money you're spending on at McDonald's, if you're actually getting like a double quarter pounder, you could be going to your local deli. And I'm not talking Subway. Fuck Subway. I'm talking like down the street from me. There's a place called uh, uh, Ron's Deli. You get, you get a whole plate of meatballs over rice in the afternoon for probably about the price of what your dumbass McDonald's quarter pounder horse burger diarrhea pit costs you. So anyways, I, uh, that was a tangent. Why, why, why am I trying to talk sandwiches? We're trying to solve what's going on in the war here. Uh, so I believe what Putin's trying to do is he might be able to walk away with enough of Eastern Ukraine that he covers all of his war losses and natural resources. I don't know what natural resources in the area. I don't have the perfect formula on that. I'm just spitballing here. And so what the victory for Putin is, is that he goes, listen, I'll leave. I'll, uh, we'll cover some of these damages. We'll get out of here. And you know, you guys messed up by playing around with this whole NATO thing. You guys commit to no NATO. We'll go back. Most of the other countries in the world, they continue to buy his oil. Once again, I don't think Putin cares about how Russia's doing as much as he cares about his profits and his buddies. And so if he walks away with the natural resources and the contracts that it was worthwhile for him, and then he knows that he can secure his border, because I do think he was legitimately concerned with the NATO thing. So I think that might be what's going on there. And that's why he hasn't taken over the entire country as of yet. Uh, of course, that's not the story that we're hearing. The story that we're hearing is that the Russian military, it's actually an F. They couldn't pull it off, which could be true as well. So let's take a look at some of these headlines. Uh, so here first is this is the audio of Zelensky addressing the U.S. Congress, trying to get them to get uh, to commit more into the fight and to help them by creating a no-fly zone. If you haven't already heard this, the issue with the no-fly zone is that we have to enforce it. How do we enforce a no-fly zone without shooting potentially at Russian planes and then essentially engaging in war with them? All right, so here we go. Let's listen to Zelensky. How do they not get a better translator? I hear this guy talking. I mean, he's talking about horrible things that have happened to his people. And I, I am stupid, poopy pants robot. I have funny voice because I make lots of diarrhea. President talking about important things. It almost sounds like one of the coneheads, but a Russian conehead. Let's listen to some more. Wait. 
We very much so need your help. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to be making jokes about. All right, moving on. What else we got here? What else is going on? Putin has committed 75% of Russian total military to the Ukraine war Pentagon estimates. This is coming from Week magazine. Uh, there was also an article in uh, maybe it was the Daily Wire that the uh, UK was also saying that their mission is solved, uh, stalled. But essentially what they are claiming is that Russia has committed a lot of its ground troops. They're losing soldiers. The Ukrainians are pulling off these hella missions to take out generals, which is pretty cool. They're claiming that they've taken out, uh, I think, four uh, Russian generals. Those will make for some good movies some days, assuming we don't end up with nuclear war in all of Ukraine and all the child children in the hospital getting killed. But, you know, taking out some generals on super secret missions, that could be pretty cool. Uh, and then they're claiming that, you know, Russia bombed Ukrainian theater that was sheltering civilians. Uh, they're claiming that Russia is ramping up its attack on civilians. Uh, could be not here to say it's not happening. I mean, I could practice my moral outrage and go, uh, this is how I think we all know if Putin's killing civilians. I mean, how much do you have to listen to people yell about how terrible that is? It's not cool. You know, I have one more, one, one more, can we say uh, Putin? I, for some reason, listen to run your mouth, quit killing kids. It's not cool. Uh, and then the UN court orders Russia to halt its invasion of Ukraine. This is from the Washington Post in a largely symbolic ruling. And I like that they, they couldn't even commit to the headline. It like, what, what, what does it matter if, it, yeah, everyone knows that this is wrong. Great. It, what are we going to get more committees together to go, Hey, don't be killing the, the kids. Uh, and, and in recent news, there was a committee of Biden and uh, the UK. They got together and they decided that what Putin's doing is wrong and he should stop. And then Putin sits there and goes, oh, man, they don't like what I'm doing. I should stop it. And then the other most recent news story is that we are uh, sending them more military gear. I don't understand how that's happening. It's like we just passed a whole budget the other day and we realized, hey, we don't have any money. We got prices going up, but we're going to spend even more money. And then they solidify what they're going to spend. And then two days later, they go, oh, shit, we need to spend even more. And so anyways, they're sending them like, uh, I believe it's a uh, 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 shit. What was the number? I feel like it was 800 billion. That's what I'm pulling off the out of my ass in uh, new military spending. One of the pieces of equipment that actually sounded pretty cool is uh, they got these kamikaze drones. So apparently, you know, you got your predator drones that use the Americans like using for killing kids. And so we don't want to send that to other the other countries. That's our thing. You know what I mean? That That's kind of what we're into. Uh, but we got these cheaper drones that are kamikazes and you can just fly them right into a target and you can explode them. And uh, I guess it's things like that that can be very disruptive to, uh, I guess, tanks. And, you know, what, what we're really trying to do is make the ground war invasion impossible so that Putin has no choice but to walk away or just start bombing civilians until Ukraine's like, all right, we've had enough of this. Or to like, I, I don't know, how how do we de-escalate without giving Putin some sort of a win here? Is there any other way to de-escalate the situation? Uh, I mean, maybe we just keep punishing him until he finally goes, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. It looks like I gambled and I lost. Could be. Uh, you know, what What am I, some sort of military and foreign policy expert? I barely pretend to be a financial policy expert. All right, let's take a
All right, let's take a couple of comments here. Ukraine supplies the world with around 50% of the neon used to make PC chips. Whomever, whomever holds Taiwan and Ukraine holds a lot of cards for global semiconductors. Maybe we got to get a semiconductor expert in here to explain to us the economics of semiconductors and why uh, why these countries have become such, uh, you know, I guess. Uh... All right, Dr. Scotty Jones. Sorry, I paused there because he's letting me know that there's no audio on the video. That's very annoying. I thought I had that problem fixed. Uh, give me one second. I know what I did wrong because we will fix this for the next video. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Um, which also means that I have homework that I have to do in post, which is never, um, all right. Give me one second, everybody talk amongst yourselves. You got the chat there. You can, guys can entertain yourselves for a second while I fix this. You know what? I'll play just to save myself the homework that I have to do in post. Why don't we go back? I can play a little bit of that just so you guys can hear it. And you can go, oh, you know what? That was a funny joke. Here we go. Of what the Russian troops did in our country, in our land. We have to stop it. We must prevent it. Preventively destroy every single aggressor. Dr. Scotty Jones, I appreciate you coming through and letting me know that I fucked up the audio just once more. All right, let's take a couple more comments and we'll move on. Uh, Tim the Ancient saw you on Kumia. I think you guys had good chemistry. Great show. It was a ton of fun to do. Forest Mom, you're not an expert. I apologize, but no. I hope that's not a deal breaker to everyone listening, but no, not an expert. Dr. Scotty Jones, nice day, eh? Sure, why not? I like it. I've been enjoying the day. All right, let's move on. What else we got here? The latest in COVID. Uh, so first is you got pilots. They're going nuts. They're going, hey, listen, I've been sitting on these planes. I'm getting facial rashes. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to land the planes. I keep twitching because I'm wearing a mask. I've been wearing a mask for days on end, and I keep sneezing into my mask, and I don't even get to shower that often. I go to these foreign cities, and then I just let sluts sit on top of my face, and then I, I don't, and then I drink all night. I wake up in the morning. I don't even have time to wash my face. I get on the plane. I put on this mask. I got a stressful job, and then the next thing you know, I'm trying to land the thing. My face itches, and I can't scratch on my face. You guys can read it. That was actually the exact congressional testimony from these pilots. Multiple pilots were giving that exact same congressional testimony to the point where it got a little bit weird, where people are like, how many pilots can be dealing with itchy face syndrome? I am shocked by this, that if you're a pilot, when you get into that room and you close that safe door behind you, that you're the first thing you're doing is not taking off your mask. I mean, I guess that's the, they must have really shitty employers. I guess they got cameras in the pilot pit. Cause I would think you're sitting next to one other person and there's a giant door behind you. It's between you and that other pilot, whether or not you're wearing your mask while flying a plane. And then they also said that they're getting sick of having to kick uh, people off of the planes because, you know, every single city, you've got some assholes that will aggressively be against their masks. Or you got people who are actually pretty mellow about it. And then you got some flight attendants who are a little bit too aggressive about the fact that you were drinking a Diet Coke for too long. Next thing you know, tensions are escalating. Or you got some uh, you got some flight attendant who just doesn't like the look of your face. They don't like the way that you put your bag a little bit too aggressively into the thing. And then you've got your mask on. And so they go, hey, you're not really wearing your mask. And you're like, I'm wearing my mask right. And they're like, are you giving me attitude? And then the next thing you know, you're being kicked off a plane. So the pilots are just coming along and being like, can we get rid of this? It's pretty annoying. 
Other news, let's watch this video. Oh, this is totally out of place. This is disorganized. This has nothing to do with COVID. But you know what? We're ADD here. So this is a video of Biden is finally addressing the nation on Hunter Biden, right? The New York Times itself has finally acknowledged the fact that, yes, the Hunter Biden laptop story was real. That's authentically Hunter Biden's. It wasn't just planted here by Putin. Putin didn't get his people together and just forge images of, uh, you know, Hunter Biden doing crack and sleeping with Asian prostitutes. And so here he is. He's addressing the nation about everything Hunter Biden. Here we go. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard, I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position, and then literally in a sense blackmails him or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it you, you should be a politician's kids and be allowed to have sex with hookers. And no one should be able to just take pictures of the hookers and put it on the internet. It's not right, man. It's not cool. I worked hard so that my kids could have enough money to fuck good hookers. And now people put it online. It's not what I worked hard for. All right. Let's uh, take a couple of comments, then we're going to go back to the COVID stuff. Here we go. Uh, Omega Suprema Cheese, also Russia's standing military's 900K with 2 million reserves that they committed 75%. The war would be done by now. If you are correct on that, then every single thing that they've been reporting about, uh, well, I guess you're saying 2 million in reserves, which for Russia, if you're willing to just take people and conscript them into the army, I guess the entire country is potentially your reserves. Uh, I did not know. it. This seems more accurate than the way that the Russian military has been presented by our press, which is that they put 150,000 people or so on the border. They've moved 75% of that in. And that was the entire extent of the Russian military. Uh, it seemed to me that that was an odd claim, uh, but that is what they're claiming. Now, Omega Supreme with cheese is coming in with the hot information. Sometimes the listeners of run your mouth are more informed than anyone else. So I'm not going to say that this is accurate or inaccurate, but just from a, uh, but then again, on the flip side of that, I remember reading in Stockman's book when he was talking about how we pretend like uh, Russia is such a giant threat, but their GDP is like smaller than that of uh, New York. Uh, so it's one of those things, not an expert in, uh, can't really gauge, but that could be okay. Graham Grill, what's up with the Chinese Omicron version two? It was already here. They were talking about stealth Omicron uh, a couple months ago when they were unwinding. Fucking internet. We're going to fix that. I got to switch over computers for tomorrow. Anyways, uh, version two. Well, it's an issue because they're starting to get us alarmed about it because they're starting to go, hey, look, version two, it's ramping up in Europe. The thing is even more contagious than the original Omicron. And look in China, they're getting it under control because they're starting to put people into all of these homes. Uh, hopefully, America's so over this thing, we just ignore it. Uh, but yes, the, the other thing is they're going to, I mean, maybe it's like the, with the other ones, it appeared as if they did not exist here and that the variants existed in other countries first and that we were forewarned about it. And then it landed here. It seems with this, the stealth Omicron, I remember articles about it from two months ago 
when they were starting to when they were still selling uh omicron and they're like well there's this stealth version you can even go back i made a joke about it uh the day it came out so i don't think it's gonna um i don't think it's gonna be like delta or the other ones where all of a sudden they turn around and they go oh no there's a new one we gotta shut back down dr sonny dr scotty jones I find I have to shower less being around people in mass. Are people sneezing on you a whole bunch? Is that an issue that you got? But I brush my teeth more frequently. All right. Yeah, because you got to smell your own breath. That's the thing. Uh, GK Anarchy, great appearance on tax. Thank you, sir. I had a ton of fun. Hopefully, you'll have me back. Marion Brandon, Robbie's World, we all have ADD. That's what I hope for. I hope that I can bring everyone into my thought process so that you find yourself sitting at, at your job thinking like, Ooh, and the uh, cheeses and, 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 oh, and I didn't do that that one time. And Hey, let me have this argument in my head, uh, with that teacher from 12 years ago, even though I'm out of high school and, oh, look, there's a spreadsheet. I haven't worked on it for a while. You know what? I need a break from all these other distractions. Let me go get a cup of coffee. That will help me. And then you hit the coffee machine and then you start talking to this person. You're like, oh, look, there's cookies here. And then you eat too many of them. And then you sit back down at your desk and you're like, shit, I ate too many of those cookies. I feel like I want to go to sleep. You know what? Maybe a little more coffee would help this out. And then you get up to get your coffee. You're like, yeah, you know what? I drink a lot of this coffee. Maybe I should go use the bathroom. Then you go and use the bathroom. And then that's the, the that's the circle of ADD. So I hope that all of you guys can live with that as well. Uh, Dr. Scotty Jones, this is from Omega Supreme with cheese. Look at this. We got side arguments going in the chat. Yeah, I had to step on my brush and floss and game with masks. I'm running around thinking people farted, realizing it's my breath in the mask. I'm sorry that everyone had to learn the hard way uh, that they need to be brushing their teeth, but at least we all learned that lesson. Um, last one, Dr. Scotty Jones, they don't test for strain. How the hell do they suddenly call it a new version? I don't know, man. Let's move on. Let's see what else is going on in the world of COVID. Um, this is Ted Cruz talking about the airplanes and why we shouldn't have to wear masks on airplanes anymore. Let's give it a listen. Thank you, Roger. It is time to end the COVID mandates. The American people understand these mandates make no sense. It's time to end mask mandates. It's time to end vaccine mandates. It's time to end vaccine passports. And it's especially time to end vaccine mandates for kids in schools. All of these are wrong. But when it comes to the mask mandates on planes, it makes no sense. And the American people get it. We're told that COVID is an amazingly politically sensitive and nuanced virus. That COVID, that one simple mask magically prevents COVID. Unless, of course, you have a Diet Coke in your hand. In which case, on a plane, a Diet Coke, you don't need the mask anymore because Diet Coke apparently is is some sort of cure for COVID. I, I don't understand the asinine reasoning. If you put the Diet Coke down, you need the mask again, unless you pick up a peanut. You know, a peanut also prevents the transmission. I got to be honest. I like those jokes. His delivery sucks because he's a stiff old politician, but I've been working on a joke about uh, the fact that they were calling it COVID fatigue. Uh, still trying to craft that joke. And then I heard him on the Diet Cokes. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good, Ted Cruz. He's awesome sometimes, and then he sucks other times. Like, he was cool that he was riding along with those truckers. But then you hear him talk about anything foreign policy-related, and you're like, damn, this guy's a war hawk. Uh, 
the part that I hate about this is that, you know, six months ago, this would have been a hell of a lot cooler than now. It's almost like this game that now that the Democrats are rolling it back. So he gets to push it a little bit further. It's like you're always within a box of what you're allowed to press. Uh, unless you're Rand Paul and Thomas Massey, who are willing to actually just look at data and go, all right, this is ridiculous. Uh, so this is like a little bit too late to be making these claims of, oh, look, isn't it like you could have made this same claim that this mask made no sense seven months ago, eight months ago, nine months ago. It's kind of convenient and boring to be stepping up now uh, to be to be pointing these things out as we've all had to suffer with it for an entire year. It didn't make sense six months ago. You could have made the exact same thing. Why are you suddenly doing it now just to be a little like an inch in front of the Democrats as they're rolling back the other restrictions and go, well, if you're already going to roll them back, well, then this one doesn't make sense. It would have been a lot cooler if you did this a year ago. Still, I give them credit. I'm not even going to play this video, but you got um, uh, look wrong once again on what's next with my slides. This is very important. Also might be inaccurate. Take th that. That's the nature of the show. Things that could be important if they're true and you can go do your uh, own research. And this is my way of letting Steven know that you're on notice. I need you to go look into this instead of texting Steven before the show and going, Hey, can you validate this? So we can find out if it's accurate. I am going to share it with him live and go, Hey, can you go check in on this? So this is from Kelly K uh, on Twitter. Someone tweeted at me. What's that? Just at CDC Gov finally admitting that they had a coding error with the data tracker deaths. They quietly removed 416 pediatric deaths this afternoon. Will there be any apologies from all the people who have been spreading panic with the old incorrect numbers? Now, here's why this is so important. You got to go all the way back down the archives. I remember that there was a John Hopkins article criticizing the COVID child deaths. I believe the number was at 500. And he was saying that the way that that data had been collected it would not be accepted by a single medical journal in the United States of America. Uh, we've known that throughout this entire thing, they've been overstating hospitalizations. They've probably been overstating deaths. Record keeping has not been excellent. Uh, VAERS, you know, it's optional and it's a, the one system we have for tracking these things. But the government's also like you can't rely on it, but also don't underassume it's underreported. It's unreliable. It's the one thing we have to make sure that everything's working, everything's working properly. And the unreliability is probably that it's being overreported, not underreported. All right. Good thing to know the CDC is on top of this. But this one thing, and we're going to have Stephen validated if it's true. It just, it, this is the one piece of evidence that you ever need in terms of having a conversation with anyone about anything in science ever is just to be like, well, are you sure about those numbers? Because remember when they were their whole thing, hey, hey, we need to immediately do this in schools or anytime they ever made a claim of we need to start taking this seriously because of all these kids dying and there's kid death and this in school and that in school. Uh, you guys can go find the specifics. But I heard more than one time about that. We need to remember that there were 500 deaths of kids. And so this is serious. Even if you're a kid, you could die of it. Well, it turns out those numbers that the CDC and all these people were floating with, it seems like it was overinflated and needed to be downgraded. And so in the future, what assurances do we have that when any of these numbers are being presented to us as, hey, listen to the scientists, well, are those numbers even accurate? Or how about you start actually putting your work forward so that other people can fact check it because it seems on some of the most simple things you're getting them wrong. And so here's the actual uh, piece of uh, this is the last line. I'll read it. This, I believe, is from an actual CDC document. On March 15, 2022, data on deaths were adjusted after resolving a coding logic error. This resulted in decreased death counts across all demographic categories. 
How convenient. Yeah, just float whatever numbers, and then you go, like, oh, we coded it wrong. Well, then can can you start showing us your work so that we don't, no, 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 we're, we're, we're the experts here. You got to trust us. And, uh, you know, we're, that's how good we are at being experts, that we recognize when there were mistakes and we find them on our own uh, a year later when the policies are no longer relevant. I mean, isn't that incredible? This is like what Putin's going through, where his generals are like, yeah, you can go in here and you can invade and you'll win. And look, we just have to drive through here and they've got no supplies. And then they go, oh, well, it turns out they got a lot of supplies. Uh, but, you know, we're the experts. So we were able to be, well, you're too late. I needed that information before I went in. It doesn't help me a year later after I've made policies around it for you to go, well, we, we, we found out the error ourselves. We're making the change. And then here was uh, the latest from Rand Paul. I believe that this already got turned down. Not only has Fauci not been fired, is he not being investigated? Are there no crimes of humanity being brought against him? Is he not being paraded in front of the Supreme Court or the Senate or even public committee hearings to go, what the fuck? Just what the fuck? I mean, none of it was right. You were wrong on everything. No, he still gets to keep his job. He still gets to direct all of this massive amounts of funding in government, his most well-paid job in all of government. So finally, Rand Paul, he's almost given up. He's like, all right, it looks like we're not going to get this guy in jail. It looks like we're not going to get him fired, but maybe we can restructure the entire department so that no person has his job and that there's three posts. And even if he keeps one, he's not as important. Let's listen to a little bit of Rand Paul on it. Next amendment to be offered. Are there any other? Make it quick. I want to see my cats. Make it quick. I think Senator Paul was. Senator Senator Paul, did you want something? I want to go feed him. Can you can make it quick? This is uh, Paul Amendment number two. This amendment would eliminate the position of national of director of the National Institute of Allergic and Infectious Diseases, and divide the responsibilities into three separate directors. Uh, for allergic diseases, infectious diseases, and immunologic diseases. Each of these directors would then be approvable by the Senate. Advances in science often happen when we question conventional wisdom. History gives us too many examples of what happens when people in power make scientists bend to dogma. At the end of his life, Galileo was kept under lock and key just for telling a scientific truth that people in power, the government, didn't want to hear. Luckily, we don't have the Inquisition anymore, but we do have scientific elites who don't want their opinions to be questioned. A good example of this was the emails revealed between Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, where they talked about taking down their political opponents, having an enemies list, and trying to squash opinions. All right. You guys want more of that? You can find it in your own time. He basically says, hey, we got this one guy who's been in charge and making terrible decisions. Let's not have one person be in charge. Let's break up the department. Uh, which is cool that Rand Paul's still on the case, uh, but it seems like, you know, we're not going to hang Fauci, which is uh, obviously what we're all going for. And like I said, in a legal manner. All right, let's take a couple of comments. Here we go. Can you find the Kumia show anywhere other than Compound? I'm not sure. I asked them if they would send me some uh, some clips to reshare, but I believe that all their stuff's on their website and behind a paywall. Um Robbie, have you checked out MTG video on the Ukraine situation? Calls out MIT like a minute in. GC Anarchy, send it my way. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I will be sure to check it out. Uh, the more we intertwine government and science, the more science dies. I'm okay with that. One more comment. Uh, Omega Suprema Cheese. Yeah, Cruiser guessed the wrong direction of the wind with that comment. I'm glad it backfired on him, which uh, I believe you're responding to Dr. Scotty Jones. 
when he called the January 6th terrorists. Okay, so this is the latest about Trump. He says that Pence partnership um, over ex-president eyes 2024 comeback bid. This is in the Washington Examiner. Trump's talking about that he's going to be running again, but that he won't be taking Pence. Uh, his comment in the article was he was like, listen, Pence is a gay man, should have known how to get my back. You know, this guy's good at getting people's backs. I was just trying to pretend like I won an election. I was trying to overturn some results. Guy couldn't get my back. Forget it. He's out. Uh, I hope that this is the one thing that Donald Trump gets asked in the next election. Uh, sir, you say you want to lead the country. Uh, you say that you can make drastic improvements. How's your uh, blog and social media company going? You've had four years out of office to show off your skills as a leader. How's that social media company doing? How is, are you getting the truth out there? You, are, you got a lot of truthers following you? And then uh, I think this is going to be our last story of the day. Jesse Smollett managed to wind himself out of jail. This guy should teach classes. I mean, his acting career is over. Uh, or maybe he can just pivot. You know, maybe we'll, maybe he'll be able to wind himself into acting jobs where you're you know, he could go, uh, how dare you guys not give me jobs after I faked a thing and then had to go to jail and got out of jail. Maybe he can complain so much that they'll just give him his old job back. Who knows? I mean, this guy, if he complained himself out of jail, who knows what he can complain himself into the next time. And this, this is a moment for complainers everywhere that the things you can accomplish just by complaining. If you got a kid and they're crying about something, you got to you, you should just give in. You should be like, you're on to something here. But can you can you give me a little more? You're like at a six right now on the whiny scale. I need you more of like an eight or a nine. Can you can you? Uh... <laughs> and then here was the other article. This is from his lawyer. Jussie Smollett nearly lost hope in our constitutional system because that's what's on Jussie Smollett's mind all day and all night. He follows constitutional law and he like, I just love living in a, in, a, in a country with freedom. And then when he got put in jail for faking a crime and making the news about it and then really, really being annoying about it. And then a judge teaching him a lesson by actually putting him in jail. He almost lost his faith in the constitutional system. This is I've quoted a million times, but it's one of those great scenes in The Godfather when he gets let off and uh, they're screaming. The lawyer's screaming. This court owes us an apology. Because sometimes when you lie, you got to commit to your lie. You almost got to respect it. That's a good lawyer. You ever get in trouble? Go track down this lawyer. And then here with some life advice for everyone, you know, we're going to close out the show. I've yelled quite a bit. You know, the situation looks a little bit grim. Putin, he's not backing down. And if anything, now we're uh, we're not fighting and we're not going to give them uh, military support, but we are going to send them military gear so that they can go kill Russia. But that's not us getting involved in Russia. Uh, we got, you know, possible stealth variants sneaking into the U.S., unlike the other ones, legally came over the border, declared their entry. These stealth ones, they might creep up on us out of nowhere. What else have I talked about on the show? I don't remember. But, you know, things, they look intense. And that's why, you know, you got to look for successful people on motivational tips for how you can live a better life. Because there's people out there that through their truth and their grits, they picked up their boot pants that, that's not a thing. Boot pants aren't a thing, but let's go with it. They picked up their boot pants. They marched out of their house and they said, my God, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to show this little town that I grew up in. And so they started on the bottom. They were washing dishes and then they invested that money. And then they beat the shit out of a homeless guy and they took his wallet. And then they had more money and then they invested into some real estate. And then they sold bonds against the real estate. And then the next thing you know, they've lied, cheated and stolen. And then they got to the pinnacle, the top 
and then they get to teach classes on how you can be successful too. And so it's on people like us to look at these successful individuals, the pinnacles, the titans of industries, to see how do they do it? How do they become so accomplished? What can I do to be making money like these individuals? And so at the moment, Kim Kardashian, that's almost like the queen of the American empire, self-made woman, billionaire off of Instagram, I don't know, makeup ads. I don't know what these people do, but that's why I got to start paying attention. I'm looking to make more money. So I should be looking, what are these other titans of industry doing that they're able to command such respect and economic resources? And so here Kim Kardashian is, she's sitting down with Ellen and she's given her tips for what you can do to be more successful in your life. Let's give it a listen. It's just in life, like no matter what it is, I just think I encourage my friends and my, the people that I love just to be happy. And I went for it and I went for it. I was like, you know what? I'm in my forties, like, it, sorry. Like, just go for it. Find your happiness. Yeah. And like, I went for it and I took my time. And oh, Jesus. I guess tomorrow I should work on being happy. I never thought about such things. I mean, I guess like most of the time I woke up and I was like, I should go out today and just be sad. You know, I was like, I I'm going to be sad and angry. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd have a cup of coffee and I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend my day being sad and angry. That's what I'm going to do. But with this new information that I can just be happy, maybe I'll do that. Maybe it'll be a whole new show tomorrow. They'll turn on. I'll be like fucking Barney. I'll make, uh, uh, it's going to be the happy go lolly jolly show where we candy for breakfast and we sing songs because we, we chose to be happy. That's all you got to do. I got, I got life advice for everybody. Just, you know, have you thought about being happy? So there, that's my message for everyone from, from the queen of America herself with tips for everybody. Cause you might not have considered it. Have you just, have you tried just being happy? All right. That's it for today. Thank you for checking out the run your mouth podcast. If you're not a subscriber, you know, hit the subscribe buttons on every medium, you know, don't just watch, don't just watch this on one platform, go to the other one, subscribe, you know, let, let, let me make it so I can lie to the sponsors and pretend like I have more impressions that I do and then charge them more money. You know, help help me be a part of my media empire scam where, no, we're not doing that to sheets and yoke kratoms. The next guy, whatever the middle banner is, help me screw over the next person. I actually have a new and great sponsor. Fuck, I forgot to plug it. Tomorrow, over this weekend, I got, dude, I got a sponsor. I mean, I love sheath. I wear sheath every day, especially when I'm exercising. Yo kratoms, yo deltas, I love these things. But this new sponsor, which is not going to be in the middle spot because we're out of sinus space. I mean, we can't turn this into an NASCAR thing, but I got an awesome sponsor. I'm going to plug it on the next episode. Uh, you guys are going to be excited for it, and that's it. I feel like this was a fun one. Uh, I really don't have anything else to say. Come hang out with me in Steamboat. Email me pictures of your wife in your backyard for summer porch tour. We are lining them up. I got to sit down and just pull the trigger because we're going to be uh, hitting all sorts of areas, hopefully West Coast. Middle of the coast. There's no middle of the coast. I'm going to stop talking. Have a great day, everybody. Later.